CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the newest and greatest podcast in the galaxy, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker, your insider industry connection to accurate and entertaining information about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The Real Dirt with Chip Baker is a podcast series featuring the cannabis industry's expert pioneer growers, venture capitalists, lawyers, and dispensary owners, rolling joints and dropping knowledge about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The future of legal cannabis has arrived, and we want to give you the real dirt with Chip Baker. Here we are, the real dirt. Today's dirt, we have Casey Darlow. Casey is a master grower for a large dispensary here in Colorado. Say hello, Casey. Hello, everybody. Good mellow mood you got us in today. Gotta love that pre-98 Bubba Kush. Uh, Tasty, tasty. I almost feel like this is deja vu. Did we talk about this already? Uh, Yeah, you know, maybe. We do love (laughs) pre-98 Bubba Kush, as, as many people say. Just has that earthy earthy flavor yeah it does it's fruity but earthy at the same time that the purple on the inside is just beautiful when 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 was the first time you had that do you remember when i grew it the first time yeah yeah i'd never i'd never had real pre-98 everybody says that they got it and we just got really lucky on the cut we have right yeah i know that is an interesting thing about cuttings and strains i mean honestly most of it looks like one or the other thing yeah in a cutting form yep Right, so it's hard to differentiate between cuttings in a juvenile state. Yes, it absolutely is. It's uh, when you've been working with them for a while, though. You can, I can definitely recognize them in that juvenile form pretty well. Like, yeah, sure. pointing them out pretty good. And we have quite a few strains, so sure, sure. But it, uh, yeah, what I'm what I'm really trying to say is that you know you can call anything, you know. Bubba Kush. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there is there is a bunch of Bubba Kush um, that I've seen that yeah, it's Bubba, but it's not the same. Right, like no, it's hermed out. Yeah, so it wasn't out. grown with that love That's and care. Why. Yeah, even the, do you know the uh, Bubba Seven? I haven't heard of it. Oh uh, yeah, let's see. It's got a couple of bomb threat, bomb threat Bubba. Man, Bubba Seven. There, it's an S one Bubba that okay. is of ninety eight um, CSI Humboldt. Yeah. They're uh, doing big things. Dude, Caleb's crushing it. But there's an incredible Fina that's the best Bubba. How often do dude. you get that in a, you know, a thousand said, seeds? He, he, no, he says you can get it, man. Yeah? He says you can get it. And you know, I hear, That's cool. I like I like that. That's a lot more uh lot more fair than You know, I was at the Emerald Cup with him recently. Oh, nice. At the Emerald Cup and Yeah, Josh Josh uh from La Plata was I, I think he went out there. Oh, yeah, you never need yeah. to go to that next year. Yeah, he, he thing, kinda man. invited me but I had a lot going on and I was just like, eh, it's you know Yeah, Emerald Cup's pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the, the place to go to for the best genetics, whatever is gonna be used in the next uh next harvest. Oh man, outdoor harvest! I, I didn't realize how many seeds were being bought and sold there. It's crazy the the level that people are doing business. All the big That's, people are there for sure. It's incredible, and I, it's not going to last like that forever, man. Regulations are coming; they're not going to be allowed to time, do that. The times future. are changing, uh, right. definitely. But right. who knows where that'll lead? Maybe they will. Yeah, it's kind of a, <laughs> it'll it's be kind regulated. Of a, They'll just have to have a badge. The first uh, uh, underground, above ground genetic swap. 
like big scale one, big scale. Yeah, one. and it's it's really crazy. Like, I mean, how how did Girl Scout cookies get into Colorado's? Like, nobody had that, and then all of a sudden, everybody had it. They have to, right. they know what's happening, but they right, we have right, to be able right. to get people have to, to get things in, and a lot of people right. are are doing it. So yeah, that's an interesting topic about genetics. Uh, is when you have a plant and it's 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 tagged in a regulated plant. You know, that that is a legal plant. You can't necessarily bring in an outside clone or, or an seed. outside seed. Or seed. Even. The seed has the seeds that you bring in have to be produced in a commercially licensed facility. In Colorado. In Colorado, yes. Mm-hmm. There's there's no wiggle room on that. That's just that's the law that's and how that's how you have to do it. Right. And the same with cuttings. Yep. But there are some, some people um that even publish about it that they're they're doing that and it's like ah you're playing with fire with that one i'd rather we have an opportunity to do things legally and that's that's why don't you do it like to follow those rules yeah absolutely i don't like all of them but you know it is what it is for us to exist we have to we have to follow those rules yeah it took me a long time to realize that i uh you know been in the the fight for legal cannabis for years and and laws would come up that would decriminalize it or lessen the penalties in the early years, I, I often thought about, well, that's not enough. That's not enough. But looking back on it, I realized how much those little bitty steps it's, did to it's get stepping us stones to get to, to re- get where legal we're at. wreckweed right now, yeah. legal adult use right now. And it's it's not where it even needs to be. But you know what? We're this is progress. Nobody can deny that this we've been progressing in a forward movement consistently, and that's it's nice to have that momentum. Yeah. And, when did you when did you start? Uh, I know, you know I was, you said you've had your you've had badge longer than anybody. Or well, as, as long as everyone. Two thousand eleven, uh, we yeah, got them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let not, me phrase that. Not trying to talk. As as long as you were able to get them, you've you've had a badge. I can't always say that I agreed with it or or liked it, but we implemented it. And having to crazy things like get rid of three bathrooms and do go to one bathroom for ADA compliance for a building that's been around for a long time since the American yeah, really Disabilities Act was out, but use. nobody else had to do it. We were, we were stuck with it. So there's a lot of hurdles like that that we had to overcome. Uh, you know, that's been a reoccurring theme over and over again when I talk to people in the industry is, oh, I was in this other development industry and we wouldn't be required to do this. Yeah. But it's you know, a <laughs> letter of the law, so you have to do it. And they have, and they think that we're just dripping in cash. Yeah, and, and so they're cash like, grow. well, if we're going to do cash it on grow. anybody, let's stick it to these guys. And it sucks, but it's, it's, it's the reality. And we're not dripping in cash, not, mm-hmm. not all of us. Uh-huh. No, no, people actually absolutely make, make, bank there's people who there are a few people that are really crushing it and and that's that's great for them i mean i've got to recognize their uh business skills and and you know it's it's motivation to 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 do things uh as big as we can right it's good to see people pushing the envelope and we're one industry and it's kind of us against them in a lot of ways like not not we cannibalize ourselves because of the cutthroat nature of the business and it's really us as growers and shop owners and everybody involved in cannabis and even grow stores and things like that against the people that are like naysayers that don't think that we should be able to do this and don't think we're helping the economy and creating jobs. And it's, uh, we really need to band together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been saying this lately is that we're in such a competitive industry, right? In the, the cannabis industry, the ancillary industry, the hydro industry, the horticultural industry, they're so competitive. 
And some of the best people I do business with are directly competing with me. And we do great business together. You can work together, absolutely. Right? And you absolutely. can still be successful. The pie, there's a absolutely. big pie and we don't all need a giant share of the pie. There's there's enough for everybody to be pretty damn comfy and not have to have these uh, cut through tactics. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so play pretty. Play pretty is my good friend Jake Martin has always said, play pretty. Play pretty, I like that. That's, yeah. that's w- words of wisdom. Yeah, you'll yeah, shout out to Jade Martin. All right. <laughs> so, man, let's talk about what you do. You're the head grower at Northern Lights. You literally have the dream job of so many millions of stoners out in the world today. <laughs> There's somebody right now saying, man, if I could be a head grower at a dispensary in Denver, Colorado, I'd have the best life in the world. <laughs> uh, to that, I say um, it's it's a it's a great job, but it's uh, maybe not as glamorous as what a lot of people think. There's a, a lot of labor involved, and um, I saw that bet you drove up in. <laughs> oh man, my busted ass Subaru! <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a good deal that I got a that I got on it. Thing. Uh, I got it from Craig at Cultivate. <laughs> Did I get a cut of that? <laughs> we weren't at Cultivate. Oh, okay. Down in my parking yeah. lot. Uh, so you know, it's it's definitely um, it is a great job. Um, it just definitely, but everybody thinks there's nothing to it. That's what you're yeah, trying to say. And it's not just pouring right. water in a plant. And every time I bring the owner's parents in or somebody who who has has negative things to think about the industry or just no preconceived notions necessarily. They're really, they're really impressed with how scientific it is and, and how much they can tell goes into it and how organized and clean and just all of these different facets that you have to, you have to really pay attention to, to be successful. And I don't think a lot of people consider all of those little details. There's, there's a lot that goes into it, not just man- managing people, managing plants, um, managing pests, managing an ever-changing legal system that really doesn't always make sense. But again, you just have to, you have to go with it and, and do it. So there, there's, there's going to be a lot of people out there that don't know anything about cannabis or how it grows. Give me, give me a brief like elevator pitch on the life cycle of the cannabis. <laughs> a little plant. two two minutes uh, shout out about about yeah, the yeah. cannabis life do, cycle. Do, All right, I can do that. <laughs> um, so basically, you either you'll start from a seed um, that you acquire legally, of course, um, and or you can start with a clone from a mother plant. Uh, cloning require legally, legally, of course, right. um, and you can cut a clone, which is uh, to cut a plant's branch at a 45 degree angle and you dip it into a rooting hormone and then put it into a rooting medium from that point within generally pause rooting medium a rooting medium available at cultivate <laughs> <laughs> hydroponics on bucktail <laughs> that's, that's, that's what i meant uh, no. yeah. uh, rooting medium can be anything it can uh, be air with uh, with water spraying on it as with rock clo- wool cube, rock wool cubes cube, little, little cocoa little plugs. cell of dirt yeah anything fiber. any medium for it to right. root in um and so from that point, once, uh, once it starts to grow roots, which if you're, if you're lucky, you get it in five to seven days. A lot of people have to wait two to three weeks, but getting those, 
all of the little details for humidity and stuff is uh, can be difficult for some people. Um, and from that point, once you have established some root growth, you can transfer it into a different medium and whatever you choose, cocoa, soil. Different size pot. Yeah, bigger pot so you can have a bigger root system. Um, and then you'll keep it in vegetative growth, which is 18 to 24 hours of light. And uh, then you uh, would, once it's to the size that you need it to be, you move it out to your flower room, which is 12 hours of light, 12 hours of darkness. That induces the flowering cycle, and that's what makes it grow buds. And then from there, you, you wait 8 to 12 weeks and uh, chop it down, and trim it up, and uh, wait a couple more weeks for a dry and cure process, and then you're smoking your weed. Roll Dan there. <laughs> that is that is, there it is. I think that was two minutes. I, I don't know. It was pretty close. <laughs> it was absolutely pretty close. <laughs> uh, so so that's that's the basic how it it happens. Yeah, that's that's right. a very basic that's a basic how it happens. very basic uh, explanation. <laughs> so it sounds really easy when in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. So it, it's it's not this glamorous job. You don't get to show up and and smoke bong hits oh, and, and and smoke at, weed at, at one time. Or, at one time, it was that way. I mean, I've I've definitely heard of these places where that used to happen, but uh, the, these days uh, you really have to run a tight ship. And uh, I mean, there's no consumption on site, um, and you have to be really strict about it. And that's that's tough sometimes. I like to smoke, but. I also realize that there's a level of professionalism that this industry requires these days. That um, it's true. It's like a gaming industry. It's like being at a casino, working yeah, for a casino. It, it really is. And I mean, we're under more. I would say even more scrutiny potentially than than gaming. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. How many cameras do you have in your facility? Uh, we have uh, in our small facility. We've got tw- uh, twenty plus. I want to say like twenty two would be my guess. So in the small place, you have 22 cameras to operate. So, uh, I mean, maybe like a, a super criminal could like get away with hustling some stuff here or there. Yeah, I mean, no, well, people can just be dishonest and, and, and they run the risk. Right, and they right. and some people are going to push the envelope with that and they're going to get caught. And mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time. I mean, that's a slippery slope and you got you to gotta choose your side. And the, these days, the legal a- avenue is, is the way to go. I think there's a lot more future in that than uh, running something that'll eventually get you get you put in jail. Absolutely. Yeah. Legalizing. All right. We're going to break right there. Real Dirt, Chip Baker, Casey Darling. We'll get back to firing it up with the expert on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker after this. Do you want to get in on the booming cannabis industry? With new frontier data, we give industry insiders the power of big data analytics to help navigate this rapidly growing and changing landscape. New Frontier's tools help you make critical decisions based on the facts. Our industry analyst reports reveal the best opportunities. Our custom research engagements deliver answers to the most difficult questions. And our cutting-edge big data platform, Equio, puts real-time information and answers you need right at your fingertips. Go to www.equio.io and sign up for your free membership today. That's E-Q-U. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Register now at www.seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. The NCIA Seed to Sale Show, the largest cannabis business event to be held in Denver, will host over 2,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations and technology in cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the Cannovation and Canatech Awards. Register before January 6th for $100 savings at seedtosaleshow.com. Use the code RADIO15 for an additional 15% off. Plan your experience now for the NCIA Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st. SeedToSaleShow.com or 888 409 From dads to Chivas to Indicas, we roll out a whole concentrate of fresh new content every week. It's like going from the greenhouse to the dispensary. CannabisRadio.com industry secrets straight from the mouths of the og weed pioneers on the real dirt with chip baker yeah man and we're back breathe in breathe out that's right real dirt casey darlow chip baker so as the head grower of northern lights you're responsible for growing the ganja Yep, uh, doesn't necessarily mean you grow the ganja, as you were telling me earlier today. <laughs> You're spending spending a lot of time on other things besides growing, with all the administrative duties um, that we have to do now, uh, the the regulations and stuff that we have to follow. You always have to be current on those, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of extra work involved with um, with following those procedures. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, let's talk about how it operates. Right, like, like, 
what what happens on your on a on a daily basis? You go into the shop and so uh, yeah, get uh, get there between eight and nine a.m. Um, our light cycle uh, at one of our facilities is uh, the lights come on at noon and go off at midnight. Um, so there's a lot of lot of office work and stuff to do before the lights go on. Basically, come in, uh, do work on the veg side that has twenty four hours of light, and um, do paperwork, uh, catch up on metric stuff, do inventory. Uh, do deliveries if it's necessary, um, and then once those lights come on, we go out there. And uh, prior to the lights coming on, we we'll do our sprays if uh, there's any uh, phototoxicity issues with the spray that we're doing. Um, and when the lights come on, we go in, um, start pruning, start watering. Uh, we water everything by hand, uh, which a lot of people think is crazy, and it's definitely a lot more work. How but many lights you got? Uh, so one facility is 32 and the other one's a hundred. Okay. 132, two different facilities. Yeah. All right. Um, and I mean, it's, it's a lot of extra work, but that, that time that you spend with each individual plant, uh, gives you a chance to look at every plant every day. And, uh, it's, it's really nice to be able to, to pay attention to those things and actually see every plant every day because we have to water them, uh, most of them every day, at least once a day. <laughs> right. So how, how big's your crew? Uh, it's, uh, at one facility, it's, uh, me, one other person, and then, uh, some, some trimmers that, uh, do a bang up job. And then, uh, at the other facility we have, uh, you know, with trimmers and everybody included about 10 people. And the owners are actually really heavily involved as well. Um, a lot of, a lot of people that own cannabis businesses, uh, like to go and travel and, and do other things. And, uh, oh, these, yeah, life, these people right? are really, yeah, I know. These people are really dedicated to um, making sure it's successful and making sure that everything's getting done right. Is there a dispensary? There's a dispensary associated with it. Yes, and it's a it Northern, Lights? Northern Lights Cannabis Company. Uh, the first one was in Edgewater, um, and they're open till midnight, actually. Uh, so oh, one right, because Edgewater. Edgewater has those so lucky... you're swinging through town. <laughs> yep. And it's after 7 o'clock. If you fly in late, um, you, you can just... go, go hit us up, and it's right by the beautiful uh, Sloan's Lake, and... Get uh get to go look at uh some nice scenery while Absolutely. while you're buying as weed. The, as the sun is setting over the Rocky Mountains, it's and you perfect. You pull into Denver, Colorado, <laughs> and say, "Oh man, it's too late to get a sack." It's not too it's late. Not. Here we are, Northern Lights Cannabis Company in Edgewater, Colorado. Yep, and on Sheridan. <laughs> um, That's a great little commercial. Yeah, Love absolutely. It. We we got a good flow. Yeah, um, totally, totally. And then the other the other dispensary is uh, at Alameda in Cherokee. Um, and yeah, it's uh, that one's unfortunately not open till midnight, but. Definitely open until 7 p.m. Is this uh, adult use, recreational, medical? Oh, uh, both. Okay, yep. okay. Yep. Each dispensary has medical, recreational, or? You know, uh, I'm not 100% sure on the Edgewater location. Uh, I think I think they're rec only, um, and we're at, at um, Alameda and Cherokee. It's, it's both, both medical and recreational. You've got about 10 people you manage. How many at one facility, at and one then facility? and then including trimmers, it's it's five at the other, four or five. What about on the front end? Uh, how many management type people does it take? <laughs> Do you know? That sounds like a sounds like a joke. How many people does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> um, so I mean, in, in ours, uh, there's there's one head manager of all the grow facilities and all of the um, all of the stores as well, and he's he's got a lot on his plate. So from the grow aspect, he doesn't really have to do too much. He he's in the process of learning those things, but uh, 
but he's definitely focused a little more on the on the stores and worked has the background of five years working in the storefront. Um, and now he's he's getting to learn a bunch of growth stuff. And then it's uh, me for the growth facilities as head supervisor for for those. And then uh, the three owners are pretty heavily involved. One uh, does full time compliance. Uh, we actually have a, a person that just does that. That's a it's fantastic to have somebody answer questions for you. And if they can't find the answers, then they they find them. They they dig deeper until they have to until they do find them. Yeah, right, right. And it's nice, nice knowing what rules we have to implement. And I don't agree with all of them again, but uh, we just we have to do it. And it's it's much nicer to right. so many, not have to find those myself all the time. <laughs> so many, many, many people are involved in this. Brand. Absolutely. It, only 10 people on the grow side. Yep. But then there's people and then, at both uh, the dispensaries. I, you know, I couldn't people even guess how many people office. work at both, <laughs> right, both dispensaries. Right, right. There's a lot of front of the house stuff go, that goes on that I stay away from. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, you're a plant lover. Yeah, you know, plant plants, plants don't talk plant shit. Lover. <laughs> plants don't talk shit to me. <laughs> they they kind <laughs> of do, though. They kind of do, though. They're more action-based, which I can deal with. <laughs> I can I can <laughs> mitigate any issues, but... <laughs> yeah, when they tell you to fuck off, they've just, like... It's a bunch of angry girls, and then you're fired. And <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> angry <Yeah>. ladies. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's get back to the grow, man. So you got 10 people that work in the grow. Do each people have different jobs? Uh, yeah, you know, I like to, I like to cross train people. I started out as a trimmer. That was, that was my job. So, um, I'm head grower for several facilities now, so it can be done, but I really think that it's, it has to be steps. There's different steps that you have to take. And if you're proficient at trimming, then you can be good at the next step cleaning pots and helping to transplant or deleafing or spraying. But you have to be meticulous enough at trimming to actually be successful at the next step. And then after that, I mean, you've, you've learned these skills and maybe you're not great at them at first, but you hone them in. And when you get good at that, then you get to go to the next level and get to mix nutrients and things like that and get a little more trust. But initially, I think everybody's primarily a trimmer. I trim. I, I'm in the trim room. I definitely, I, I used to trim every harvest, um, for several hours a day, and uh, now there's just not time for that. And I still, I still like to be involved, though. I'm not, I'm not above any job. I put myself on the on the roster for cleaning the bathrooms, mulching the waste, which is really terrible. <laughs> it's it's a shitty job, but somebody's got to do it, and everybody has to know that I won't ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself, or that I haven't done myself, or that I haven't even done in the past month myself. Like I, I think that's a good way to make good relationships with your yeah. employees. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, what do, you, what do you mean when you say mulching the waste? What do you have to do to mulch the waste? One of the rules for disposing for waste that has been set forth is uh, that you have to make it unusable and unrecognizable. Uh, and it has to be mixed with 50% by volume, I believe. It's either by weight or by volume. We overdo it, so we're not ever worried about falling short on either of those numbers. But you have to mix it with something that will make it unrecognizable. You can use newspaper. You can. A lot of people use cocoa or dirt because it's something they're throwing away anyway. Uh, and you have to stand there and push branches through a mulcher, um, which I don't know. A lot of people probably like haven't a used a mulcher. It uh, like grinds that. up the stems right. and the and the waste, mm-hmm. and uh, it gets everywhere. And I'm I'm pretty actually allergic to 
to cannabis on my skin. Uh, so I bust out in hives when I do it, but I still still like to do it and show people that I'm not I'm not above any job. I'm not going to ask them to do anything I wouldn't. So mulching the waste is considered the worst job. Yeah, uh, man, I don't know. It's, uh, for me, it is. I get I get hives. Like it sucks getting hives, <laughs> but right, and it's right, hot yeah. and uh, yeah, it's just kind of nasty and it's it gets everywhere so it's it's kind of it's not my favorite job anyway but <laughs> a lot of people don't like trimming either i think they'd rather mulch than trim so you know it's to each his own <laughs> it all starts as trimming everyone starts to trimmer this has been a long time like entry position for yeah, people yeah absolutely right? and it it gives people uh, it gives you a chance from a management aspect to evaluate people's ability to be successful at the next level and right. if somebody and You're not just like watching them, some people who's who can up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always looking who for that for that rising star. I'll I'll fan anyone's flames who who has that that spark and really does and care about learn, it and wants, wants to, to learn because I started at that and I was lucky enough to have my own drive and be able to be successful without somebody fanning my flames. But I, I would much rather be able to help people be successful and we can be mutually successful. Shared success is a beautiful thing. Yeah, being excited about someone else's achievements, especially in the workplace environment, the grow place environment, you know, it really just elevates the level Absolutely. so much. You know, it's like, all right, change that reservoir out in 37 minutes. That's a new yeah, record. Ex- exactly. I mean, it's it's good to be competitive in the positions and for your employer to document what you're doing and how fast you're doing it and reward the people that are that are exceeding the goals. And because there's they're kind of hard to find sometimes, but sometimes you get lucky and they're going to continue to do that. And if they know that they're part of a team that's going to be around, they're excited to wear that jersey. <laughs> well, today's our lucky day. I have a uh, blast from the past here. Oh, man. Ooh, yeah, this got, is got pretty. I got lucky this week and was uh, gifted a couple ounces of old school train wreck. Oh, man. I haven't smelled that. that in a long time. I know. Look at that. It does exist. It's there. I I didn't think it was anymore. Everything's been now there's been collectors mixed. and stashers. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm I'm so glad that those smile. people Look exist. Look at the smile on, on Casey's <laughs> face. Oh, that's great. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> this is beautiful, uh, and it's a it's always a nice nice treat to be able to smoke something that most people will never really have access to. I mean, it's it's funny how these things work. How hidden people keep things and and uh it's a competitive industry so they don't always want to want to share these beautiful strains with the world so it's uh it's a nice opportunity to be able to smoke it yeah man it's a it's an old old school weed it's old school weed let's roll it up pull a nugget out cool yeah all right yeah i can do that oh yeah i'm gonna keep looking at this because i can't stop staring at it pass it over and we'll just we'll just talk about the uh lime colored buds (sighs) of train wreck so frosty and beautiful light orange hairs now what what does it smell to you as (sighs) man it's always so tough to describe a feeling (laughs) um (laughs) well it takes you back terpenes of this take you back for sure right it really it, it definitely does um as you break it up, there's a real piney. Yeah, it's piney, but has a sweet, sweet like musky. Ar- yeah, it does have almost rotten. Yes, and that it's it, it smells so bad that it's 
good sometimes. Like right. the Chem D, which they they call a dental plan, I believe, is another nickname for it because it smells like rotting meat. It's, I got to smoke that one time, and I was I was so floored by it. And a lot of people don't like the the cheese flavors or things like that. And they, and everybody has their own opinions about it, but. It's uh, it's really funny to funny to see people's different opinions regarding those smells. Oh man, it's beautiful. Sweet. What kind of papers are those? Man, the, I just got these. These are genuine high time, hundred percent natural hemp rolling papers. Ooh, rolling your weed with weed. <laughs> I got these at the uh, Willie Nelson show with Casey Musgraves. Oh, nice. Yeah, do you know Casey Musgraves? That name sounds really familiar. Yeah, she's a, a young uh, uh, up-and-coming country artist. Okay. Lots of her songs were about weed and rebellion. Uh, I like that. You know, yeah. Willie, Willie Nelson is uh, from uh, southern Texas, which is where I was, I was born, and uh, I'd see him uh, in Flower Bluff driving around in his RV sometimes. It's pretty funny. <laughs> driving around in an RV. Yep. He was doing it. I'm just going to take the RV. Smoking weed. That's what, he's, what is he always doing, making music and smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, awesome. But yeah, I, got these, I saw these papers at the show. And they're the uh, extra long papers. I don't know what size you'd call those. They're One long. through five, through four inches. Yeah, those. Um, they say genuine, but they got this cool little clasp. You like that? Oh, I, I like that. That's, it. That's right. classy clasp. And then, yeah, and then, they, <laughs> and then the uh, and it has the the insert. It has the filter. Oh, nice! It's built in. That's fantastic. That's yeah, totally, dude. That's convenient. It's <clears> nice <throat> to have things in one spot and combine those things that you're going to be carrying around. That way you can't forget one of them. Yeah, of course, I was at a concert, and, you know, so they were like $10 each. Oh, of course. Like well, I think Willie's products have a have a good markup on them. Um, he's, uh, he's got hey, a good name. It. I'll pay for some of Willie's Yeah, absolutely. Swag. I, su- Casey, I support him. Casey Swag, so <laughs> I'm down, Casey. Hey, if you ever want to send me a case of your 100% genuine hemp rolling papers... I'll take it. I'll, I'll take one, too. Absolutely. Casey, Casey, Casey with a C said he'd take one as well. <laughs> <laughs> I still hadn't quite got to it back on the weed. Like, on a, on a day-to-day, what happens in the grow room? What, what, do, you, what do you do? You know, um, it depends on the day. Everything's scheduled ahead of time. I have a schedule all the way through the end of the year for every water change, which is when you have to... Either refill a reservoir with a new nutrient batch or um, change change it to the next stage in its life. Uh, there's a a lot of time cleaning the reservoirs. I mean, it's a you're a high paid or decently paid janitor, pretty much uh, cleaning a lot and keeping things organized, scheduling people. All of that stuff really takes a takes up a lot of time. But uh, the trimming aspect is a is a three day process at one facility. And uh, are you guys always trimming? You know, we're not. We're not to that point yet, but uh, I have high hopes that, uh, I mean, we have a consistent harvest uh, based on our veg space and uh, based on our store needs. And so uh, we uh, we try to just keep it on a nice nice schedule, give people a break. I like to do every other week harvest at one of my facilities, and we take down eight lights every other week, and it's on an eight-week schedule. Um, and our veg time is, is about six weeks there, have everything dialed in. We know what's going to happen ahead of time um, because of the schedule that, that I make. Um, and we just have to uh, adhere to it. And sometimes there's there's always flexibility with certain things. But some things have to be done, and that's that's trimming on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's uh, doing uh, foliar sprays daily before the lights come on. Um, 
that's you know just staying fresh on on the laws and uh the inventory um curing drying all of those things are taking place every other week and curing's consistently going on we like to i like to cure everything for at least two weeks before it'll ever touch the public so we get three weeks from the time that we cut it so at any one time you are cloning vegging harvesting flowering transplanting curing packaging packaging yes absolutely all all of those things can happen could happen in one day and absolutely or even one week yes and in one week that's happening absolutely so you you have staggered harvests on at least one room at 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 one one facility facility. yes yes the other facility we're taking down weekly um so that's a little more a little more labor intensive and it's a lot more lights as well so um yeah it's it's more work it's uh it's scalable that's a beautiful little joint there we go best ways to taste it dry hit Boy, those terpenes have been... They're off the charts these days. They're they're incredibly talented these days. Oh, dude, these guys right here, like, I mean, it's it's a group of a couple people. They're old school. Cumulatively, one younger guy, one older guy. Fire it up, G. All right. One older guy, one younger guy. Yeah, so this is way better than your workplace. Smoking weed, hanging out. You know, it's uh, they, they both have their pluses. I do enjoy smoking weed, but I, I can't complain about being surrounded by beautiful female budding marijuana plants, and it, it never uh, never bothers me at all to be in there. You gotta you gotta be happy about what you do, and then you never work a day in your life. And a lot of people say that, and uh, I try to live it. One hundred percent, man. If you're not happy in your day to day, then. Uh, what it's are you doing? It. It's, it's not, not worth, worth it. it. Might as well change what you're doing, no matter what it is. I've sacrificed a lot to change in the path. This tastes fantastic, by the way. Oh yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, the flavor is fantastic. You you mentioned this earlier. Young grower wants to come in, wants to work in the industry. They start out trimming. Yeah, generally. Get a badge first, though. Yeah, so 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 before you can be involved in any aspects of the legal cannabis market in Colorado, you have to uh, apply for a badge, which uh, is given by the state, uh, the Marijuana Enforcement Division. Um, you have to fill out a really hefty application that's full of uh, signing your rights away and stuff. But uh, if you pass a background check, haven't had felonies in the past five years, I believe, um, something like that. There's there's a lot of Don't caveats, learn. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you if you can pass uh, the background check, uh, you're able to pay your application fee, and then you get a badge, and then at that point, you can start looking for work, or if you've already found work, um, and you can have a criminal background, you can have had you, some small small misdemeanors, misdemeanors. and um, but uh, any I think or felonies over a period of time. felonies within a certain period of time will pre- preclude you from being involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's just part of the compliance. Like, if you want to work in the industry, you, you have to be able to pass the which, requirements. Which is really unfortunate for people that have gained their their knowledge in the in an illegal aspect prior to, to the legality. Um, and then the people that got caught doing it can't bled for everyone else. Yeah, that's, that's what progressed that. this movement, and we have them to thank for where we're at. But they're still in jail, and they. Yeah. And we're doing this legally, and it's it's just that it kind of sucks that the laws were the way they are, but um, we're we're happy to follow them now. <laughs> we were talking Cottonmouth Kings earlier. We were actually listening to some. You got any favorite weed songs? Uh, you know, I I'm, grew up listening to Cottonmouth Kings. I like uh like a lot of their music. Haven't listened to it too much lately, but uh, I'm really into electronic music these days. 
As far as weed songs, though, man, I, anything Bob Marley is good to good to get high to. Play uh, albums at work, listen to music. At work, uh, you know, right? I actually listen to podcasts <laughs> pretty much all day. Uh, oh, sweet, me too. What's yeah. your favorite podcast? Uh, I listen to Joe Rogan podcasts Joe pretty Rogan often. Yeah, uh, Joe Rogan, Timothy, oh, yeah, Tim Ferriss. <laughs> Tim Ferriss, man, he's uh, uh, yeah, his book dude. Four Hour Work Week changed my life, and it's uh, it's definitely one I recommend uh, people check out if they're just not. Not happy with what they're doing, too, man. yeah. And Four Hour Chef, even they yeah, I haven't done that one yet. They're they're fantastic. They're uh, you know books to make you learn. Cereal, do you know that one? Is that Tim Ferriss? No, no, no. It's a, another podcast. Cereal. Oh, Cereal. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I. Uh, it's a mystery, true crime. Ooh, I like that. I like the sound yeah. of that. Um, I like anything that involves like learning something new, or they're talking mm-hmm. about something provocative. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that that banter. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, Bulletproof uh, Coffee Radio. I haven't heard that. Oh, dude, check oh, out. Oh man, you're gonna Coffee. have to write some of these recommendations down. This this train hey, wreck well, is gonna what? make me forget. You can go to my website, <laughs> right? Chipbaker.com, realdirt.com, therealdirt.com, and you can see Chip's recommendations for podcasts. I didn't know that. I'm gonna do that immediately. Yeah. Well. Uh, it's, I'm not sponsored by any of these people. That's great. Well, as of this airing, I'm not sponsored (laughs) by any of these people. I'm not being paid to say it, but, uh, they're just the ones I'm listening to, man. Right. I like that honest answer and getting honesty from somebody and without them getting anything in return that they're just, they think it's good enough that the world should know about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's time, there's time and place to be paid for things, but you know, you want to rep some stuff. You're excited yeah. about some stuff. You want to help people out. Help people out, you know, absolutely. People because there's you out. You want to turn the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to continue, continue going. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, hey, man, this joint tastes so good. I think we should uh, have us another little small break. This is the real dirt, Casey Darling Chip Baker. So what's your favorite weed these days? Man, um favorite weed to grow. How about favorite that? weed to favorite grow? Weed to grow. Oof, let's, from let's talk, let's from talk. what perspective? For the for the yield like. or for the for the quality? Yeah, you know, you let's talk about both. You know, uh, I I'm a big fan of the pre-98 Bubba, but it's just not a it's not the best yielder we have and it costs from, a lot to grow. It costs a lot to grow and then let's, let's, people let's, will pay a premium for it though cuz they can tell it's a it's a good product and with a lower yield, you got to you got to be able to charge a little bit more, but we definitely, uh, from a business perspective, like a lot of the, the big yielders, um, Blue Dream that we have is uh, testing really high um, at like 28% THC. <laughs> Everybody loves Rock Blue hard Dream, nugs. Right? I really like the high from it, and a lot of people complain about it, but I feel energized. It's just... Uh, it doesn't get them high enough, I guess, but it's go just, get that Bubba. <laughs> to steal a word from Jason King, generic. Generic, yeah. It, it's become that way because it's such a good yielder and everybody grows it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's how that shit goes, man. Yeah. Like, you know. And I, I really, I don't want to grow something just because 
there's a lot of it. I want it to be good quality no matter what. And we don't want to have anything on our shelves that's not top shelf quality or consistently have top shelf quality. And then, I mean, there's there's always the stuff that the popcorn nugs and stuff that you can get for cheaper. But I think you have to have both bases covered because people, uh, people definitely like to save a little bit of money. But every once in a while, get to splurge on something that's great. That's something people don't really understand is... All weed doesn't grow the same and cost the same. Yeah, I mean, a sativa is going to take a longer flowering time, so but you less get less time. less veg time. Yes, but um, when you're on a on a consistent harvest, you want to. It's nice to be able to do things in eight weeks. I mean, it's it's really great to be able to finish it, but definitely the sativas take longer and um, it costs a little bit more, less harvest per year. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when all your lights are flower power all year long, twenty four hours. You know, every day they're on 12-hour light cycle, the flower cannabis. You want to have as many crops over the course of the year yep, as you, you possibly can, get, can, right? Yep, it's nice That's to get the name of the game. six harvests yeah. instead of five. Right. An extra harvest per year is good for business. Yeah, absolutely. And good for the customers so they can consume more of our bomb-ass product. Boom. <laughs> so you, you like growing the I, pre-98 bubba? I like... I like smoking the pre ninety eight bud, so you know one leads right. to the other. Um, but right. I, I like pushing the envelope with it because I've been growing it for a long time, and uh, mm-hmm. it's really honestly looking looking better than it's better you than it's ever to, looked. You started to dial it in. That's yeah, sure. and I mean as you should over time, and it was always great. But uh, we're trying to do some next level shit, mm. and it, it's fantastic strain to work with. Um, but. I like some of our strains that uh, not a lot of people have. The the Genghis Kron, which is a pre-98 Bubba Cross. Um, and then we have, uh, what else, uh, DK, which is Dynamite Kush. Uh, it's fantastic pre-98 Bubba times Dynamite from Next Generation Seed Company. Got really lucky on a little Hermie problem and... Uh, Got oh, so these are all self-generated seeds. Yeah, so they oh, came great. out of the out of great. our small warehouse. Yep. So your warehouse, you accidentally made some seeds. Yeah, these things happen. Sometimes it happens. Yep. Uh, and you, and sometimes you you're lucky enough seeds. to get something that you can that you can grow and cultivate into a fantastic producer that's full of the aroma that you're looking for, and you and get lucky. Sometimes you don't get lucky. Most times. <laughs> from my experience most times you don't get lucky but uh, but you know what? you get like a lot of out. good ones but to hit the jackpot like i mean you've probably all played the lottery like not everybody wins very few people win but it's kind of the same with the seeds unless i the seed game's blowing up though right now it's insane do you know the local names of the local seed producers here uh you know i i think there's a reserva privada and then um, a DNA, which is DNA offshoot? Yeah, and that, and they're associated. Oh. I believe associated with uh, the clinic, um, and then I know three hundred three was doing it for a while, but I don't know if they're they're still commercially available. If you were to consider yourself a grower, a dealer, a smoker, which one would it be, or how would it fold out? Uh, I think my job involves all of those things. Uh, I mean. Dealer being in the legal sense, you have to be a jack of all trades and a master of a lot to be successful as as a grower and from from the business perspective of of the owners. Right. So, as a master grower, 
I don't like that term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't. I, I don't okay. ever master it. it. That's great. I like you. That's. I don't ever master it. It's. I, I'm it's continually learning. You though, right? I, I, call you I don't know about that. Okay. No, you just got you grow just technician. Key. You're grow, <laughs> grow tech man. Grow tech. So as head grow tech, yes, you determine. Uh, scheduling, scheduling, which is which is actually, I mean, I've gotten the hang of it, but it's, I would say, the big, oh, yeah, the biggest incredible. problem with most companies is that they're they have somebody that's not good at scheduling things, and you have to schedule things and then follow that schedule. Ah, administration. Yeah, absolutely, mm. and that's that's what my job has turned into. It used to be just plant plant based, and I would take three days a week off and go snowboarding. It was the good old days, but now. With with all the rules and regulations, we have to spend a ton of time on the administrative aspects of the business. But it's good. It keeps you on your toes and it makes you be constantly involved in every aspect of it, which can be really mentally taxing, um, but it's what you have to do to be successful. And we'll break right there. This is Real Dirt. of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Equio, New Frontier's cutting-edge big data platform, puts the information and answers you need right at your fingertips in real time to help you more effectively run your cannabis business. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. Again, that's www.equio.io. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Do you want to get in on the booming cannabis industry? With New Frontier Data, we give industry insiders the power of big data analytics to help navigate this rapidly growing and changing landscape. New Frontier's tools help you make critical decisions based on the facts. Our industry analyst reports reveal the best opportunities. Our custom research engagements deliver answers to the most difficult questions. And our cutting-edge big data platform, Equio, puts real-time information and answers you need right at your fingertips. Go to www.equio.io and sign up for your free membership today. That's E-Q-U-I-O to sign up now. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier. 
and let us help you conquer the wild. Keep your cannabis cravings under control. Feed your mind with CannabisRadio.com. industry secrets straight from the mouths of the og weed pioneers on the real dirt with chip baker and we're back real dirt chip baker casey darla hey there talking strains cat piss you know that weed uh yeah i've smelled some cat piss strains i've and i've seen seen the legend of the cat piss but i've never Never actually had it myself. Yeah, we, we got some Arcata cat piss around here someplace. Oh, yeah? I'd yeah, love to smell it. it. Yeah, it doesn't... Uh, next break, I'll break it up. Oh, yeah? It doesn't have a cat piss smell, I think. You know, I could see other ways people would smell yeah, it. Yeah, no, I've like, I've smelled stuff that definitely has, like, that ammonia smell to yeah, it. Yeah, and I think maybe and outdoor could have that. Yeah, who knows what they're using. But, and, <laughs> well, you know, other other cannabis has that ammonia smell. Trainwreck, for instance. Yeah, that's right? a, that's actually specifically will have an, a very ammonia smell. I definitely have heard that. Mm-hmm. What what's like the popular weed people like? <laughs> Man, it's it's crazy. It's such a hard thing to to gather the information. Like you have to be so involved in. Like you can look at high times, of course, but or you can be on Instagram, you can be on Snapchat. There's always somebody that's doing something in their basement. And selling these seeds and making really good strains. I mean, there's a lot of big people doing it and a lot of a lot of small people doing it. So great strains are popping up all the time. Yeah, because um, it really is just luck of the draw. Yeah, and right. some people are just have a green thumb. I mean, some people can get near they plants and they'll die. <laughs> and then some people have a green thumb. It's, people are good at what they're good at. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Who the local seed producers were? Who, well, who were we're we're actually hoping to hop into that market uh, starting in October. Uh, Northern Lights Cannabis Company. They design their facility really well have have some nice seed rooms in there with a shower built in in that room so that you can shower if you pollinate if you have to go back into the rest of the grow separate hvac all that stuff and uh yeah it's it's really incredible i mean i think that's that's the future these strains getting them legally available in the market and creating stuff that that people can come and buy that Somebody in Colorado Springs can come and buy something that we produce and and have a fantastic product, a great medicine um, that's that's help, helpful. And the the new terpene extractions and stuff. I mean, there's there's some next level stuff. So people are growing for different reasons than just profit these days. Loud some people terps, bro. Loudest terps. Loudest terps, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's great to see that. Even though you do have to grow for profit in order to keep surviving, absolutely. Have you uh, have you smoked any um, THCA extract? It's going for like two hundred dollars a gram in in California right now. Man, I mean, is is this is this the clear? It's not the clear. No, well, yeah. it's distillate. I think it's it's, distillate. it's a crystalline structure of yeah, the of. I think that's. I, I think that's. These guys I think you heat the clear that up to make the clear. 
Well, so it decarbo as I understand it, it'll decarboxylate with heat, and then it turns from THCA into delta nine tetrahydrocannabinol. Yeah, but I, I was just looking into it recently because I heard about this stuff, and I, I might might be getting a sample of it. I've smoked the CBD crystals, and those were awesome. I felt fantastic. Definitely no head high, but my my shoulders relaxed and had a big smile on my face. Yeah, I find that uh, just straight THC extract, like like in the pins or the clear. You need you need other terpenes in there, and not yeah. ex- not necessarily always extracted terpenes from other things. I want the terpenes that are in ca- in cannabis. Yes. The plant, the genetics, and the growers should be able to produce these things, not not adding it from extracted yeah. from lemons. But I've I tasted that, and it's it's good stuff. Right. So people make THCA, decarboxylize it, add uh, terpenes that mm. are available on the open market. On eBay, synthetically derived, organically well, derived from other products, not cannabis. Yes, and then they they use mix, S- mix some it up, method mix to it get it in there to get it in there, right? And homogenize drop it, it, drop it. Yep. you know, on a pile of crystal. I've seen. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Tony Vizuri, he has a video wow. of him doing that. Right. Hash Church, Tony Vizuri. You know, I I haven't watched Hash Church. I need to I need to check it out. Oh yeah, man. It's it's just oh man. There's no free time these days. There is no free a lot time. going on. Yeah, absolutely. Like this grow off we're going to today. That's exciting. Right. I, I think I think it's going to be fantastic to be a part of that. Um, it's uh, you, got, you guys are sponsoring it. Cultivate sponsoring. Cultivate. Yeah. And it's going to be great for I think pressing the envelope as far as growers. Um, we're going to have documented evidence of what we do and be able to potentially share it and be more successful collectively than we would be apart. Yeah. Absolutely. And help, help. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to grow a new strain that will only be available to the entry, uh, mm-hmm. contestants. Um, and it'll be cool to see what everybody can do. People yeah. are doing big things and I like to see that you got to know, got to know where the high point is. Yeah. If you want to reach for it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, what's the, what kind of technology are you seeing out there in the world of cannabis? Man, it's it's incredible. Even in the past couple of years, just the double-ended lights blowing up and the full-spectrum lighting. Um, that dim Lux is, is looking pretty cool. We're looking into the ceramic metal halides, the LEC 315s, uh, the hoods that you can put two of those in and make the 630. Um, they're, I'm really curious about the spec, the full spectrum stuff. Uh, I, I've seen a side by side with, uh, phantom double endeds and, uh, the LEC 315s. And I mean, the, the product under the LECs, that full spectrum lighting makes it so much more just totally covered in trichomes. Mm. It's the, as frosty as can be compared to the double ended and the double ended puts, puts out a lot more weight. But as supplemental lighting, I think there's really something something to that. Right. It's just a little bit technique, maybe. Yeah. And we all have to. I mean, it's expensive to try it, but you gotta mm. you gotta spend money on R and D if you want to continue to be successful. And I've been blown away by like what I thought was right, and then or what I read was right, and then saw in in application that it's totally wrong, or had yeah. totally different results than someone else, and. You just have to try things sometimes and see if you can dial it in. Sometimes you get lucky. Man, over the past 15 years in hydro gear, I have <laughs> You've seen, seen. A, 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 
a consistent swing on lights and what makes a better light. And what... Right? What, and here's how it goes. Yeah. It's always the smallest light that throws the biggest, biggest footprint. Yeah. Right. Okay. These are old school parabolic hoods. Yeah. We had those when right. I first took over my, my small facility. Right. Uh, then sunlight stepped in with their bigger hoods mm-hmm. and they got their XLs, all that whole series. Yep. Everybody had a bunch of Raptors. <laughs> we man, just swapped four, those out for EPAPs. We, you know, we, we actually jumped one. It should be parabolics and then adjust a wing. Oh yeah. Some people are still using those things and oh, crushing I'm both it. Of it. I'm both yeah, of it. Right? Absolutely. And it, it's still like applicable technology. But I mean, the next level you have to be, you get DE light, get the highest yield. It's just, it's the fact and it's still 100%. great quality. It's like comparable quality with bigger right. yields. Why, why not? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, five by seven. Five and you by can make it more efficient. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can cover the full area. I have a uh, two 1000 or they're set at 1000, uh, e-papillons mm-hmm. hanging above two four by eight tables and i'm seeing what i can get off of it and just like excited to that's stretching it out max it, it's definitely bigger than right. it needs to be but um if you had three on that yeah it's four by 16 area yeah but where yeah. how would you place three there just three in the just middle place, no place just evenly space it yeah evenly space one one light to the next over the course of those two trays right until right. so you end up running in a in about a four by six area. Yeah, I've right? seen people be pull we, pull huge weights off of the off of a five by oh, seven, yeah. five by eight, uh-huh. and yeah, I mean, I, think, I mean, I'm okay, looking forward to seeing what the numbers are. We're cutting down on Thursday, so I'll know. <laughs> if it, the other thing about the DE lights is they throw the light out so much yeah, that the crossover is just incredible. Exactly. So the more lights you put in a room. The farther you can spread, you can overdo it. Though I've definitely seen that light toxicity. I mean, too many micromoles. They put DE lights in. They put them in four by four areas. Ooh, wow! What what DE light? light. Oh, I think it was a collection of the thousand watt suns that cultivate cells, the phantoms, and uh, that other brand. I can't remember the name of it, and uh, it overlit it so much that their HVAC wasn't going to work. Oh, yeah. Nobody right. ever accommodates or like accounts for right. the HVAC they need. Yeah, so they end up going in, and they had like 1,500 lights, man. So they go in Whoa. and put a, a redesign it and pull off 60 lights a room. Wow. Right? I think they go from like 240s to 180s or something. Jeez. You know, and when they put them it's in a, a standard room. like <laughs> five five by five platform, mm-hmm. right, because they were in a... In, a canopy-based, like, grow environment. Is that your recommendation, 5x5? Five five? For a canopy-based environment, if okay. you're on trays, 4x6. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, and... And, and we do have a lot of that cross-lighting as well, because, I mean, our aisles are tiny. We maximize the efficiency of the space and are really, really good in that regard, but it makes it a little more tough to work around in there. You don't always have extra space to... Now you're growing in every corner you can, right? Yeah, absolutely. You got yeah, absolutely. You need to. That's that's wasted space. There's light there. Why not? Yeah, rolling tables. You guys do those? Uh, no, we have we have just standard tables. standing tables. You're, you're yeah. on hydro tables of mm-hmm. some sort, right? Yeah, four by eights, right? 
and and you guys hand water do you use a hose you use cups yeah, we use a, we use a hose yeah oh, so you have a skilled laborer that waters. absolutely somebody that's paying attention to every plant and picking it up right, almost right. every day because watering by hand with a hose is not a mindless job it's not it it's, it's something that you have to pay attention to personally. and you can you can overdo it and you have time with each plant 10 seconds with each plant to really just get a quick glance at it, and you can kind of notice problems that you might not have otherwise noticed. Mm-hmm. So sure. it's a, a lot of the automatic watering systems are nice. That facility's had automatic watering systems, but there were just issues that we, we didn't want to continue to deal with, and it was like, no, we have to tighten up all of these loose ends. And sure. Spending time Start with the plants is, is absolutely the way to be successful. Yeah, I see people do it a million different ways. Yeah, there's I'm there's many ways to be successful. You know, I'm 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 a, a drip a drip a sprayer guy for sure, uh, but man, it doesn't. I'm looking matter. forward to maybe trying out Flip some of that drain. that um, is it FarmTech or uh, Netafim 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 yes. sprayers, dude. Yeah, they're the shit. I know. I Here's know. The problem with drip is everybody has their drip and they got a half gallon an hour drip and the way it's made is you, you, you drip it a bunch so that your medium always stays moist. Yeah. Because if you let it dry out and you turn your drip on, the whole plant, the whole medium doesn't get moist. Just a channel oh. of moisture. Yeah, it, right. it's like got high surface tension. Water right. does it pulls it pulls it down. Right. So in cannabis cultivation, modern cannabis cultivation, we use larger pots, right? Uh, and uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, well, well. What, what size pot are you talking about? Three like ounce, two point five. Well, you do lose use a small pot, yeah. then. but like that's still on the cusp. Yeah, right. It was hydro at one point, so right, right. you know well, it, when it's automatic start. watering, that's that's really convenient. Right. But we're in the process of working out those right. those details. So with the sprayers, it's a little different story. Yeah, because you can now wet to dry it. You can let the pot completely dry out let oh, the really? container dry it's out great to be able to and do then that you turn the sprayer on again for like six short bursts of whatever many seconds uh-huh right and it sprays out this great wand that oh, oh they not a it's wand, different directions but, right well, like you can choose a, between you, you uh, 360 a or a, yeah, there's a few different patterns you can put two right next to each other that's one uh, thing we promote nice right uh, but for your size pot, like the four and a half gallon sprayer would be perfect for you. Yeah. But you need a bigger pot, honestly. I know, I know. And it was just know, an just issue. There, it right? was an issue with uh, just having the smaller tables and veg and not wanting to put plants right. on the ground yeah, um, and just trying to keep it tidy. And so we can fit 75 of those into a, a four by eight and a four by four. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we go to the five gallons, then we can't do that any longer. But it's just a matter of getting the equipment that we need. Yeah. Yeah. There's always more money to invest. It's uh, it's tough. I know from I can imagine from an owner's perspective how how tough that is to deal with. But yeah, you know, some of the you got to manage costs. People, most successful people have the same grow rooms they had in nineteen two thousand ten. Yeah, two thousand ten. I mean, dialing an environment in, mm-hmm. in is pretty difficult to do. Um, and once you really get good at it um, and get it dialed in, you just you don't want to leave that environment. It's it's nice. It works. Yeah, it functions. Right. You know what to expect consistently. Mm-hmm. You have consistent results depending on if it's hot or cold outside. Do you guys have different rooms at your big operation? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah the, we do a weekly harvest. Weekly harvest. And yeah. the, the smaller operation is one room? 
Uh, yeah, one big flower room. One big flower room. Yeah. Okay. The future's bright, dude. The future is bright. What kind of terminology you guys use over there? Um, regarding terms. <laughs> uh, you know, I tr- I honestly try to be really professional about stuff. <laughs> um, I like to call things what they are. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, understood. What about just uh, you know, what do you what do you call it when you water? What do you call it when you pot it up? A uh, transplant. Transplant. Um, watering is mixing newts and watering. <laughs> right, right. Fertilizing, watering, yep. different things, same thing. Same thing in one. We right. consistently we always, use nutrients. You all you fertilize every single yeah. time except for flush. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. Um and they seem to seem to be happy. They it's just a matter of balancing everything out and making sure they're getting everything they need and there's a lot more that they need than we consider sometimes. What about just terms that are, are now becoming popular terms? I mean, associated with cannabis because now we're using it in all these other ways. <laughs> Blasting, <laughs> being uh, a class three drug felony now is, uh, I think it's a f- ironic term right. that you're blasting, and uh, it's really making some hash oil. Making hash oil. Yeah, making can making hash oil is uh, um, an illicit and dangerous. It's sport. it's da- it's it's not that dangerous. I would say <laughs> it's just uh, some people fuck it up for everybody, and you can't do it anymore. But yeah, um, I mean, it's the fear mongering of the media as well. Like make making people think that everybody's blowing up doing it. There's been I've, millions of extractions that have taken place in probably the past sure. week. It's just uh, dramatic. And, it's dramatic when a yeah, apartment building catches on fire. Absolutely no, and that sucks that people weren't being safe. You should always use caution, and when mm-hmm. people were allowed to do it, it was it was a good thing. But um, what do you call your trim people? Uh, trimmers. trimmers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah. They're uh, they're fantastic. Actually, can I mention them? Rock on! That's yeah, um, your trimmers. They're uh, Co Love. Um, is there a company that they work for? And, love. Yeah, they're fantastic. They're a contract uh, trimming, trimming company. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Their their employees have been fantastic. We've got uh, Gabriel and Josh and Olardi, and uh, yeah, they're they're fantastic. They do they do a bang up job. So a lot of the stuff you see from the Alameda store comes trimmed directly by those guys. So when I first saw like indoor cannabis and saw some grows back years ago. We were fascinating with trimming, and we we told the growers like, "Oh, we'll come trim for free." Yeah, just to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a foot in the yeah. door. It's a foot in the door, no, and you get to be around to it, see the, see the weed. Absolutely, you know, be around it and look at the crystals and you know, <laughs> And we show up at his house, and you know, he's just kind of like, "You got to do it this way," and yelling at us for doing this way, and like we're just wanting <laughs> to smoke weed and. I- yeah. It's fun to do that. I mean, if you're at a house trimming, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like four but pounds pot. oh my god, <laughs> yeah. If you're sitting in a living room watching TV and smoking a bong, that's that's fun. But uh, at work, I, those guys crush it, and uh, they they definitely um, do it every day. And I just I don't know how they do it. It's fantastic mm-hmm. though. They they yeah. pay attention yeah. to every bud and and cut everything exactly how I ask. You guys trim it green. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm, just, I'm allergic to it, man. I'm telling you, I get that stuff on my skin, and it uh, like the little bit of keef blowing around. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, release histamine. I can't help it. <laughs> I've actually seen you know people, a lot of hard workers in full on. Yep. 
Yeah, man. I've, Fish mask. I've worn worn the respirator while Blood. while keeping for sure you because know. I get I get sick afterwards. Like I, it makes me get like a upper res- respiratory infection. So mm-hmm. we do a wet trim. Wet trim. <laughs> yeah, wet trim. and so you guys and then we still QC it, go through and check check the quality of everything um, before it makes it over to the store, and then the store does an additional look and uh, we grade it. Um, based on a couple different factors. If there's seeds, it's going to be bottom shelf, no matter really what it is. So when you're wet trimming it, yeah, how do you you, you cut the leaves? Let's talk about the difference here. You cut the, the wet leaves off, the big leaves, the... Yeah, the big fan leaves. Uh, we go ahead and cut down entire plants. Um, we give one plant to, to each person that's involved. Um and we have to document exactly the the tag number with the RFID tag, whether it's medical, recreational, the strain, um, the full plant weight, um, and the waste weight that comes off of it that you dispose of. Right, so um, they, they just hang the plant up? Uh, they clip it into small pieces that are manageable. I like to let people um, hold one nug at a time and just like really pay attention to what they're doing. We want to mm-hmm. focus on quality. There's... It has to be middle of the road where you're getting efficiency, but I, quality is the most important thing. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome to hear you say that. Absolutely. You know, awesome to hear you say that. Quality is the most important thing. So you cut all the leaves off of the, the, the and then you leave the whole plant drying or you we, branch it out? We branch it out um, and small. <laughs> small. your terminology. There we go. Branch, branch it out. I <laughs> see they're hiding in there, little hey, Easter hey, eggs. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we'll, we'll clip it up or or branch it down. <laughs> um, yeah, how, and into into, how into manageable pieces. You want to be able to hold it in your hand and yeah, eight inches, eight ten, no more than a foot ever. You um, guys dry it on a wire. Or dry it on yeah, we on the coat hanger wire. Um, okay, that's cool. And yeah, yeah, uh, we have we've had good results <laughs> with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just manage the environment while it's drying and curing and. Uh, you got any tips on uh, environmental management? Yeah, I'll share, share a little knowledge with the public. Um, Let's hear it. Break it down. Hi. I like a, I like a 40, 35 to 45% humidity with a little bit of fluctuation in there in between those numbers. I like some fresh air flowing through there. Check every section that you trimmed every day after harvest just to make sure there's no issues, no mold sneaking up or anything like that. And wait until the branches are nice and cracky. Um, usually, when when you can crack it, snap it. You snap it. Um, you <laughs> there. You go. Another termino- piece of terminology. When you can snap it, you want to still wait a little longer than what you would genu- generally think. We like to dry it out nice and then uh, slow cure, and uh, get a nice good aroma on that. Good flavor. And that's I think something that's really missing. I, why do everything right? And then fuck up on on the last part that can make or break it. There's you can you can do a lot of other things and overcome those things throughout That's a grow, but definitely up on the show. Definitely not curing uh, or or drying. Drying is just as important as curing. But people are really profit driven, and um, they they sometimes don't always cure it. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know it's a. It's quick road sometimes. Yeah, profit. shortcuts, man. Can't yeah. that's not gonna get you to the top. So it'll all crumble eventually. <laughs> all right. So now the the, the, the you, you've dried your weed. It's branched out. 
It's branched out. I've, I've heard bucked up. Yeah, we do shucking, shucking. sometimes, uh, deboning. Deboning. There shucking. we go. The deboning is the is the real the the main. Yeah, sorry, Which, man. Describe that arcade, the debone. That, debone. that train wreck, man. Oof. <laughs> debone. So deboning pro- deboning process. We make sure uh, the nugs are are nice and dry on the outside, um, and there's still going to be some moisture inside that you're going to take out slowly during the cure process, but. Clipping it off one by one and taking the dry stem weights to enter enter into metric the um, the software that we have to use for compliance with the state. Um, so they want that waste weight. So deboning deboning is taking the dried nugget off the dried stem. Yes, and, and so then you have a, a sellable product at that point with the um, nugget. It, and the stem it goes, goes the stem goes goes away at that point to the mulch pile, and then it'll be it'll be ground up and put into the waste. The dreaded mulch pile. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and then, you know, I'll come by one day and I'll do some mulching. You'll do some you. mulching, dude. I, yeah. You got to come by my grow, man. I told you. I know you're a busy guy, but no, I'll, hey, I'll take that invite. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to come check it out. I'm I'm proud of what we do. Um, maybe we can get some video. Yeah, absolutely. I'd I'd love to real dirt. love to show it off. Realdirt.com. Chipbaker.com. <laughs> real <Little dirt>. plug. <laughs> Cultivate Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's my podcast. I can say whatever, whatever the fuck I, I want. want. <laughs> fuck yeah. I like that. That's, God damn it. That's the best my thing about podcasts, podcast. man. Everybody can can do what they want and what people want. They're not driven by what what people think they want. Fucking name, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Man, what's the future hold? Can you see it? Future, man. Is there a vision, it's a, man? It's a bright it future. There? I, there's a lot of a lot of things to consider with legalization. I mean, if California legalizes, which I can see. Legalize legalize it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, if California legalizes it, um, I think that's going to be a step, obviously, in the right direction, and we're just going to have to continue pushing. And the the harder we push, the more states will legalize, and uh, we won't have to deal with all these stupid laws <laughs> anymore. Right. We'll still have to deal with the laws that they implement, but uh, it being illegal everywhere will free up a, a lot of people from going to jail, and private prisons don't always want that. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely a, a change. It's change, man. Yeah, it's a absolutely. Different world. Right. Whenever there's change, there's resistance, there's confusion, there's you know distress until the change happens, and then there's a release. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. I think this yeah. is a very good change. This change is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only thing you can consistently <laughs> count on to happen. <laughs> yeah, change is absolutely different. You know anything about the states going? Uh, you know, I've I know a little bit. It's it's hard to follow everything. Um, and I've just been so so damn focused lately on on just working. Um, yeah, I got you. Dude. A lot of new responsibilities. So just trying to maintain all the all the aspects of a of a good healthy life. And um, yeah, haven't paid a lot of attention to what's honestly going on out there. But uh, I know Oregon uh, legalized, and uh, they're doing some pretty big things out there. Their dispensaries look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington State, um, Alaska, and that's is that everybody right now? I think that's everybody right now. <laughs> I like that Nevada legalized for medical, and uh, I mean, they're stepping in the right direction. I just don't understand why these casino owners... 
It's don't coming. embrace it, man. It's coming. I know some it's of them coming. are, but like not some of them are so staunchly against it. Yeah, some people why. are so staunchly against it. Against yeah. it. It's always. I've always wondered why. Yeah, it's just like, come on, look at the look at the positive hey, man, aspects. This shit is fucking great. Why do you not want to be a part of this? Yeah, you don't want to be hungry, oh, happy, man. sleepy. <laughs> yeah, but I th- I think it's just all as well about personal freedom, and the more that people realize that they've been lied to about cannabis as the science comes out and the new studies that are being allowed and uh, potential rescheduling. I mean, there's there's a lot of good things on the horizon and. Not saying that all of those things are good, um, but there's a lot of, we can expect some change. We can expect some change. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's great. It's on its way. Yeah, definitely. It's here, even. It is. We're 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 ground zero for it. I've, it's really been great to be here for, for this transformation. I mean, to see it go from like a semi-legal kind of medical, like mm-hmm. you go see the doctor and they give it to you for anything to really pretty well regulated, as I understand. I'm, uh, I got to go get my medical card renewed in October, so I'll see how they're doing it these days. But it sounds like there's been a lot of change in that. And um, just, there's a lot of regulations everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt, man. Man, you got, you got some advice for people that want to do what you do? Man, uh... <laughs> Honestly, Craigslist is a good place to start. There's a lot of a lot of job uh, application postings on there. Um, awesome! I had no I, idea. <laughs> who would have thought? Uh, you know, you talk to the if you go to a dispensary um, and you like one dispensary. I mean, if you like what they're doing, then you, it's fun to be a part of a good team and teamwork. Yeah, yeah teamwork absolutely. will make the dream work. <laughs> it oh, really, yeah, it really will. That's a great one. Yeah. Teamwork. We'll make the dream work. That's right. That's that's what we got to practice, and uh, it's good. Like like I said, to wear the jersey, you get to be part of uh, part of something bigger. And we definitely have some big big plans in our future as far as the seeds and stuff. And we'll have to and have, the grow off and the grow off, man. That grow off is going to be fantastic. I'm I'm so excited cool. for it. Yeah, I was talking to that. Jake Brown from the Cannabis about it. Ran into him and he sold me on it, and mm-hmm. I, I convinced the owners. I mean, it's it's tough to get people to spend money these days, and uh, but we were able to do it, so I feel feel really blessed to be part of it. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Lots of cool things coming up. Lots of cannabis tourism stuff, not just smoking weed, but cannabis business, cannabis trade shows, absolutely, cannabis cups, the glass shows, cannabis, champs, glass shows. champs glass show was incredible. I uh, I went last year and was blown away by it. It was amazing how much glass there was and how affordable it is. Oh, it's cheap, huh? It's, or it's well, you know, there, there's some there's some really expensive pieces, like crazy, crazy stuff. But there's also the the stuff that's wholesale, and they're they're just trying to get rid of it. And uh, it's still decent glass. Like I bought a bunch of pieces. I've been really happy with for like fifteen bucks a piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! When is, is this February? Or ah, man, yeah, I think it was. It was cold outside. I remember. <laughs> it's cold outside. That does happen in Denver, man. Yeah, right now it's ninety while. degrees. Oh my god! I am so ready for winter and snowboarding. Not here in the underground. Yeah, this studio. This little palace down here is pretty solid. Yeah, it's nice and cool. I, lo- I like to keep it cold. I sleep with my window open every night. We keep it. We keep it cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Awesome, man. Well, hey, let's. Uh, I see you brought some other goodies over there. I think what we should do is uh, 
just roll another one up and uh, call this episode over with. Awesome, man. This has been a fantastic experience. I just want to say thanks again um, for having me and I look forward to maybe doing one, another one with you in the future. I'd love to contribute, and I love to uh, talk to people and just collective knowledge, man. That's what we got to do. We can we can help each other. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. I've been having as many growers on here as I've wanted to. I think you're just like the third grower nice. so far we, we've spoken to. Hopefully by the time that uh, this whole thing's put together, we'll have five, five six, seven different good big growers you know, I, like I, I respect what they're what they're doing, the projects that they have on really I, I, top level people. I like trust yourself. your judgment. Yeah, yeah I trust yeah, your judgment. Yeah, you got good judgment, man. <laughs> but yeah, th- yeah. Thanks for coming over, man. You're yeah. welcome anytime. Awesome. Uh, I'll definitely I, be back. Yeah, you're an awesome guest. You brought a bunch of weed. You brought some hash. Like yeah, it's man, been fantastic. It's yeah. a great way to spend an afternoon. Let's go roll it up. That sounds good, man. Awesome. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Wow, that's got to be one of my favorite episodes of The Real Dirt. I'd like to give a shout out to my sponsors, Denver Consulting, Bickle Consulting, Archive Seed Bank, Cultivate Colorado, and Canacraft. Let me give a big up to my production team. That's right, Lisa, Willow, Phipps, Chris, Michael, and Hollis. And to the rest of you, stay dirty, my friends. CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.